Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Yesterday, when we left our story in John chapter 20, the disciples, John and Peter, had run up the hill into the grave and found the grave clothes, and we discussed what it is they saw and what exactly that meant. Today, in day two of our exculpatory research in John chapter 20, we're going to focus more on Mary Magdalene, and we know that she actually was the first one at the tomb, went back and got John and Peter, and then came back. So as they were leaving, because we ended our time yesterday saying, then they went home, meaning John and Peter. Now, Peter wasn't really sure what had gone on. John was absolutely certain that his Lord had been resurrected. And then they went home. But Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And in verse 11, it says, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She wanted to see what it is that the other two disciples had seen, but she wasn't so interested in examining any kind of evidence. She wasn't really very curious about the grave clothes. She just was shocked and in great fear that Jesus was missing. It was the absence of her Lord that troubled her the most. And when she peeked in, all of a sudden there were two cherubim, one at the head of where Jesus would have laid and the other at the foot. And she, um, they actually approach her and say, dear woman, why are you crying? And they want to know who she's looking for or whom are you seeking? And in the meantime, Jesus is behind her and he asks her the same question. Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for or whom are you seeking? Now, it is said that several times after the resurrection of Jesus, there were some people who didn't recognize him. And obviously, it's it's fairly evident in this case, Mary certainly knew who Jesus was. And so it's a little bit strange. She didn't recognize him. Now, some people say maybe she was really emotionally distressed. She had tears in her eyes. Others speculate it's because Jesus maybe looked a little bit different. And honestly, she didn't expect him to be there. So when he says, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? Well, she answers him and says, sir, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go get him. Now, we don't know that Mary Magdalene is an Olympic weightlifter, but if she's an average size woman, She's not thinking clearly because it is thought that Jesus was approximately five foot 11, 175 pounds. That, that's probably not exact science, but based on what people who have studied the grave clothes, there, there's just a lot of evidence that that's maybe his approximate size, kind of an average man. He is also would have been weighed down with about a hundred pounds of herbs and spices, thanks to Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. So if you do some quick math, I'm not sure how Mary thinks she's going to carry him, but she says, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go get him. Okay, good luck. 
But then at that point, Jesus said to her, Mary. Now in Hebrew, her name would be Miriam. And in Greek, it would be Maria. But no matter what Jesus said, and I doubt it was English, but no matter how he said it, Jesus didn't reveal himself to Mary by telling her who he was, but by telling her who she was to him. You see, her eyes had failed her, but her ears could not mistake that voice saying her name. Many people had called her that name throughout her life, but only one had spoken within that intonation, and it was Jesus. And never was a one-word utterance more charged with emotion than this. Jesus could preach an entire perfect sermon in one word, Mary. And so she turned to him and cried, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Jesus says to her, don't cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers and tell them I'm ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. So let's stop that just for a second. There's always been a little bit of confusion regarding what Jesus meant, do not cling to me, mostly owing this phrase to the, in the older King James version, it translated as touch me not. And so some people think that what Jesus was saying to Mary was don't touch him in any way as like her, her contact could somehow defile him. And yet the sense is that Mary is already holding on to Jesus and didn't want to let him go. So it's important that we go to the original Greek here because the, the original Greek the tense in which it's the, the sentence structure is uh, the st- strict tense. It's the present imperative with a negative, which means stop doing something as opposed to do not do something. Does that make sense? I'm a bit of a grammar nerd. And so this, this rings my bell. But if you look at the, the tense of the sentence in the original Greek, he's basically saying, please let go. You can't stay here and hang on to me. He's not saying, don't touch me because you're going to defile me. So I think that's a really interesting and important distinction. So Jesus isn't protesting that Mary shouldn't touch him, but was admonishing her to not detain him because he would see her and the disciples again soon. And then what does he say to her? Go find my brothers and tell them. Well, a couple things about this. First of all, Who is the person who is the first witness of this resurrection? Was it John or Peter? No, it's Mary. It's Mary Magdalene. He made a woman the first witness of his resurrection. And we need to be very clear that the courts of the day would never recognize the testimony of a woman, but Jesus did. And in case you're curious if I'm going to go there, I am. I know there has been a lot of kerfluffle and debate lately about women being in positions of leadership, women telling things to men, women teaching and and being in that kind of pastoral role. I believe, and my personal theology supports that Jesus saw women to be just as important as men. I I don't have any kind of um, feminist agenda. I don't think women are better than men, but I also don't think men are better than women. And I think it's just so interesting that Jesus would use a woman to first show himself after his resurrection. He made Mary Magdalene his very first witness. And he says to her, 
go tell my brothers. Well, this is also the first time that Jesus refers to his disciples as his brothers. All of those guys who had forsaken him as his brothers. And it's touching that Mary knows exactly who he means, because up to this time, he's called them servants. He's called them his little children. He's even called them his friends. But now that he's risen from the dead, he considers them his brothers. Mary, go and tell my brothers. When we return right back here tomorrow, we are going to see the reaction that these brothers give Jesus in his new resurrected state. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.